The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Thank you for listening to Spin, the Rally Pod, brought to you by Dirtfish Rally School. For your chance to experience life behind the wheel of a rally car, head to drive.dirtfish.com to find the course that's right for you. What are you waiting for? We're right here waiting for you. It's always a pleasure to visit Wales. Formerly host to one of the finest rounds of the World Rally Championship, that was then. Elvin Evans is now. Dirtfish travelled to the Principality to talk to Toyota's Welshman about the season ahead. We talk championship chances. We talk about life without two full-time World Rally Champion teammates. We talk about his progression from a Nissan Micra to leading the world's best over the start ramp in Casino Square. And, of course, there's plenty more. We talk about the point structure changes. We talk about the potential for Rally 2 coming. And, yes, we do a Welsh special Know Your Place. Stay right to the end of the interview. It's one of the most entertaining one of the most revealing that we've run. Stick with it and enjoy this bonus edition of Spin the Rally Pod. Elvin, the start of a new year. Happy New Year. How was Christmas? Yeah, Happy New Year. Um, of course, there was a, a bit more going on than, than normal during Christmas. Obviously, picked up an injury uh, early in the off-season, so that wasn't the the ideal way to, to spend downtime. But, uh, you know, the, the positive thing is that we're over it now, uh, pretty much, you know, okay, there's a little bit to, to go yet to be f- fully back up to strength, but uh, let's say the pain is gone and uh, it should be no problem to start the year, so all good from that side. Did it Did it get you out of the washing up on Christmas Day? It did a little bit, yeah. <laughs> I <laughs> milked it for a little while. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. But uh, the, the important thing is, you you know, the, these cars do generate quite a lot of G in them and, and some stresses and strains, but you're pretty confident, even if we had a dry Monty, it, it, it won't affect you. I'm quite sure. Uh, I had two days in the, in the car last week now, um, not consecutive days, but there was only a day's rest in between and felt really nothing behind the wheel. Um, for sure, like my back and things were, uh, you know, I notoriously get a bit of a tight back anyway. And yeah. and that was, um, you know, a little bit sore for a day or so, but then uh, fine. So, yeah, I don't expect any any issue uh, from, from now on with it, really. It should be back to normal. Good, good. And what about this year? Uh, what are the thoughts? And firstly, when did you find out about Calais' decision to sort of take this part programme this year? Uh, it's all been a bit quiet. Um, and it was more rumour that I heard more than, than from an official source. And actually the official confirmation really came quite late. But then I sort of, when I started to hear it, it's it sort of... Not really my concern in a way, uh, you know, what Cali's up to. Um, of course, we, we want for the best the best for the team. Uh, that's that's natural. Uh, and of course, he's a key player in the team. But from a personal point of view, uh, you know, we still have to go about our, our preparation and our approach to rallies in exactly the same way. So mm. it doesn't really change a huge amount for me. Um, 
but of course um, it perhaps changes the the way the the team will structure things moving forward a little bit yeah I, I think you know I remember when I was young and you probably wouldn't believe this right now but I was actually quite quick at 100 meters and in my school there was a lad called Nathan Owen and he was always probably half a second a second quicker than me I always finished second he always finished first and I remember one sports day he was ill and it was like oh my god this is it this is my chance and I and I won uh, and won quite comfortably but my and I'm not <laughs> saying we're in the same position but my kind of mentality going into that was suddenly like wow this is an opportunity is there an element of that you know Calais has okay it's not fair to say he's dominated WRC for two years but he's been the kind of benchmark if you like I mean is there that sense of this is an opportunity that he's not there I mean, it's yes and no. Uh, of course, when you take two of the, let's say, uh, the most successful world champions in the last decade, which is Seb and Calais, and put them both on, on part programmes, it of course opens up the door for, for the rest of who's left. Yeah. Um, but I don't think it ultimately will change the speed of the championship. One of those two guys is anyway going to be at every round. Um, Thierry and Oit clearly are... Uh, you know, Thierry has more runner-up titles than I, than I have even, and, and Oit is already a champion. So uh, I don't think it's going to change the speed of the championship. Um, of course, it takes one one extra player out of it. So, of course, there's an opportunity, but, um, you know, I think some people think it's 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 sort of an easy run for whoever's left now, but I, I really don't think that's the case. It's not. The intensity is still there, isn't it? You know, whether there's two, three, four or five. It, it's, but I guess the difference now is that if one of those guys drops out, then you know maybe it doesn't become more, it doesn't become easier, but it becomes maybe more straightforward that if you can take second place, you can, you know, it's not there's not as many championship bat, fight, there's not as many in the championship fight, is there? No, there isn't, isn't to a point. Um, but of course, then you have two fast guys now, or very fast guys, starting at the back. Uh, you know, at least uh, from from early in the season onwards. Um, so, you know, it's going to be more difficult to win rallies uh, effectively because if you have those yeah. two guys starting with favourable road positions, um, and you know, we we know there's no uh, orders from from the team. So, you know, on that basis, it's going to be it's going to be still very difficult to to win rallies. Is is that right? That you know, Toyota's consistently taken this decision, and you know they've always stood by it. That that you know they won't issue any team orders. Uh, I know that Yaring Matty said there were times that he's, he's talked to the drivers, but never directly said you'll slow down. But you know, if you're fighting for a drivers' championship, and and Seb or Calais ahead of you, and they hold those crucial points, and we'll come to the points thing in a minute. Um, should they? You know, is it not common sense just to, to put the team first? It's difficult to, to say. I mean, uh, you know, I think it's great for the sport that everyone's free to fight. I think it's a, it's, a, it's a fair way of doing it to a point. But, of course, if you are come to Greece and it's dry and loose uh, and somebody has to open the road versus starting sixth or seventh, then, of course, uh, you're already di- massively disadvantaged to, to fight for that win. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I've been on both sides of the coin, let's say, in M-Sport. We, we would do everything for, for Seb to, to win the title, whether we, it was swapping positions even after the first day. Yeah. At one point during the year, um, you know, but uh, we, we have to wait and see how it, how it plays out. And at the end of the day, um, 
you know the the team's uh, stance on it has has both benefited and gone against all of us at one point uh, you know in in the past so uh, you know it's it's the same for everyone inside the team so it's mm. clear that way there was some some talk within the FA and I think that that talk is ongoing uh, and perhaps we'll see some change coming into the year that they were looking at the way that the the essentially the seeding for Friday is done and there is potential I believe for them to bring seeding back so that Automatically, Ogier or Calais or or EP or whoever wouldn't be six or seven on the road. They could be if they won Greece previous year. So Calais could be first on the road on Friday. Is that given the sort of nature of how many part program drivers we've got this year? Is that something that you'd appreciate? Should the FAA look at that? It's not been something that's completely fair in the past, I think. But there's so the teams have exploited it almost so far now that it's. There's so many, like you say, uh, it's hard to to call it. But of course, uh, in a way, um, yeah, when you're fighting for the title and, and maybe there's, there's going to be three or four uh, realistically this year and therefore then you always start first. And if you have no chance to to win the rallies on that basis, it's going to be it's going to be tough. And it is, you know, rallying is a nuanced sport. It's a complicated sport. We almost don't need these guys coming from the back, winning rallies and then disappearing for another bunch of, of rounds. It complicates it, doesn't it? You know, it's not a sort of a pure championship fight. You could you could argue, uh, but I guess, you know, the guys that are taking advantage of it have had to be through it themselves, so they know what it's yeah. like. Um, you know, it's not their fault, it's just the way the, the rules are. I think there's nobody that's called more for it than than Seb. Uh, and of course now he's taking some, some benefit from the situation and and why not after putting, you know, 10, 12 years uh, on the wrong side of that, let's say. Mm. Um, but, you know, those guys have had to deal with it and, and you know, it seems like we're going to have to deal with it as well. Um, so let's mm. see how, how it goes. Yeah. Have you ever considered or would you ever consider a part programme? At the moment, it's not in my in my mind. Um Naturally, when you still have the desire to win the title, it, it can't be something that enters your mind. Um, I guess there will be a point, you know, at some point where you think, oh, do I do I want to slow down? Um, yeah. Or do I want to give up completely? And probably the answer will be you'd rather slow down than give up completely at one point. And of course, then a part programme could be quite attractive, especially, I think, given the nature of the championship now, how much time and how draining all the video work and, and yeah. you know how long the year has has become uh, I can see why somebody let's say later in their career would be attracted towards that um, but for me it's not in my mind at the moment yeah and you, you mentioned there that the desire for the for the title for the championship that burns just as, as brightly as ever yeah I think realistically you know my early years it was not even realistic to to fight for the title um given form and, and all the rest of it so you know realistically the title has been a a fight for me from i don't know 19 uh yeah. you know was the the first time i really started to to threat to to, to win rallies consistently uh, and then obviously 20 onwards i became a lot more consistent after joining toyota so yeah of course that's that's always the target for for us does it? I mean, and and as the years move on, 
do you become aware that you know there is a finite amount of time you know in 10 years potentially you're not still going to be pushing for the championship do you become more how does that change how does it evolve do you i was going to say do you become more desperate you know you couldn't be more desperate to be a world champion but how does it change as the years evolve and pass um hasn't changed so much uh in fact i mean i think it hurts more and more a little bit every year when you don't get there um that's that's sure but in terms of your approach you still have to focus on doing your your work and and leave the emotional side out of it in a way uh you have to just knuckle down and and get on with it um so yeah uh, i would say that i've sort of learned from almost introducing a bit of desperation let's say in 2022 uh it really didn't work out yeah um you know or or increasing the risk level uh you know the moment you start entering into more than two dnfs the the game's over really uh you know in terms of the the fight for the championship now that the rate of consistency that that seems to need to be required you know to, to to be successful in a title bid so um yeah it's a it's a fine balance yeah to try and find I guess, you know, as each year progresses and there's another second place in the championship, you do learn from it, you do take that experience. What's the plan and how, how has that plan evolved coming into, into this year? I need to try and keep, keep progressing. You know, obviously it's been a steep learning curve with this, this car or it's been a difficult period with this car. Um, things seem to be moving in the right direction all the time and, and so long as we can keep that progression going then it'll be it'll be fine you know come the end of the year but of course it's easier said than done where i think we can take it as read that you know the the 17 the previous incarnation of the aris you were 100 percent confident with it you know it was mm. the glove on your hand how close are we with with this car now it's definitely getting there i think inevitably anyway with the regulations we have that this car will never feel like a 17 car did uh, you just yeah. don't have the tools to to fine tune like you used to be able to with with the previous car, and there's definitely still surfaces or or types of rallies that that suit us a lot better now than uh, than what did. But there's still certain rallies that that don't really suit us so well uh, that we're still struggling to find the the magic window with well both myself and and the car to be fair. So um, yeah, it's those rallies that we really ought to to try and concentrate on to to make sure we come out yeah. come out on them well. You, you talked a little bit earlier. You touched upon the, the the work involved in the championship. Now you know that. I mean, it just never ends, does it? With with the continual the onboards every night, does that detract a little bit from the enjoyment from when you perhaps first sort of started in in WRC? Um, I was probably one of the ones that was already doing it a lot. <clears throat> I sort of came up from the twenty twelve sort of that was my JWRC year and that was really the time when video really started I guess they say Mikko and those guys really started it around 2010 mm. 2009 that sort of that sort of era um, and of course it's become more and more and more and more as people have found more and more benefit to do it but of course it does change how your year, year looks uh, mm. you know especially away from rallies um depending on how much time you're willing to invest in it. Uh, of course, I'm one of the ones that does tend to invest quite a lot of time in it. Uh, some some can get away with less, um, but for me, uh, this is what's required to try, and, to try and win. And while you're in it, 
you're in it and, and that's yeah. how it is for me. It, I, I can imagine, you know, you are intense in your preparations. It, is it the thing that you'll you'll come from Monty and then Im almost immediately looking at Sweden from onboards from last year? And is there a sort of structure to your day that you do at a training? And then is it a nine to five job that you will literally sit in the room, look at the videos? Uh, the diary is, is rare to work out exactly like that. There's always things happening, let's say, but um, yeah, most days uh, start early, either on the video or training, uh, depending on what's happening that day. I don't yeah. tend to have a carbon copy schedule, but yeah, um, obviously looking at the video all day throughout the day is, is quite boring. So that's, <laughs> I try and avoid that, but it's easy enough to, to break it up with, with some training in the middle. Um, so, yeah. so yeah, that's what a typical day looks like. Pretty boring, really. <laughs> but when you, I'm taking you back now, 18 years, when you were doing the Astra stages in that Micra, could you imagine, could Alvin Evans sat in that car, could you imagine 18 years on that you would be first over the ramp in Casino Square at the start of the Monte Carlo rally? No, probably not. That's that's fair to say. Um, I think probably because of my upbringing, it was quite realistic from that side as well. You know, I think that there was, of course, you always hope and, and dream a little bit as a kid. Um but yeah, I think I really knew deep down that the chances were very, very slim. Uh, and especially the pace I showed in my very early year in that micro. Uh, you were looking I after don't, the car, I don't you? think I don't think nobody thought that uh, I was going to end up uh, being first over Casino Square in Monte Carlo, to be fair. But uh, it, sort of, it sort of got there in the end. Well, and that, and that belief, I mean, you know, M Sport, your grounding in M Sport was tremendous. You know, everything that you learned from there... You matured, but really, you know, we've talked a lot about the step that you took when you went to Toyota. Was it that step into Toyota that you really started to think now, championship? I guess it was quite strange circumstance with COVID and, and all the rest of it. And Okay, there wasn't as many rounds that year, but mm. somehow when you got to the end, you were leaving the championship, it almost happened quite yeah. quickly and quite unexpectedly. Um you know, I think my individual targets of, of trying to challenge for victories had already switched quite a lot from 18 to 19. Mm. Uh, you know, Corsica, for example, when and, and Sweden when I when I won quite a few stages that year. You know, I think um, the shift towards the attitude to win rallies had, had changed quite a bit then. Um, but I don't know really even if now I really focus that much on championship, championship, championship. It's more about just getting the best out of every rally. Yeah. And seeing what comes comes at the end of it, really. All rallying, one source. By now, you know that Dirtfish.com is the place to go for all of your rallying news. But when it's time to try your hand behind the wheel, just join us here at Dirtfish Rally School, nestled in the Cascade Mountains in Snoqualmie, Washington. Whether you're a pro seeking extra seat time or a novice looking to get started, we've got programs tailored to all rallying needs. And when you want to watch the best in the world, just head over to our YouTube channel. Our coverage of the WRC and American rallying is second to none. Follow us at Dirtfish Rally across all social media platforms and shop the latest looks in our merchandise store now. As always, rally on.
I mean, there's a lot made of, of everything that went on in, in 16 for you. And we saw, we've seen this year, Formo, mm -hmm. Adrian Formo is back after a year out winning the British Championship. Certain parallels that you can draw between yourself and him. Looking back, <laughs> this is something we've discussed before. Yeah. What do you think? Did it help? Was it something or would you have made it anyway? Mm. Very difficult to say. Very, very difficult to say. I think there was um, certain challenges anyway during during that year that, that didn't, you know, during 15, let's yeah. say, that, that didn't help contribute towards the the place I'd found myself in. Definitely at the time I felt it was grossly un unfair. Um, but, you know, it was what it was at the end of the day. I don't think that year in 16 definitely didn't do any harm. Mm. Um, you know, it definitely realigned the desire to, to win again, uh, which I think was Malcolm's goal, ultimately. Uh, yeah. and, and there was, a you know, a lot of positives to, to take from that. Um, yeah, what's been has been. There's no point uh, no. really digging up the past, but, I mean, it's it was... It worked out in the end, and that's mm. that's all that matters. Like you mentioned, you know, I had fantastic opportunity there uh, throughout my years, uh, and obviously now looking back, then I I wouldn't change that. Um, of course, sometimes I feel like I maybe would have earned a lot more money. Uh, <laughs> things been a bit different in my early careers, but you know, uh, it all worked out in the end. Yeah, no, it absolutely did, and and it brings you to this point of of Monte Carlo twenty twenty four. What's What's the thought process going into? Is Monty one that you can enjoy? Uh, not while driving normally. Um, you know, there's the odd dry stage that, that seems a bit of a novelty then at that time, especially going back up north now. Uh, it's inevitable we're going to get some wintry conditions. It's almost unheard of to have no wintry conditions up north. Um, and yeah, with with the the sort of icy conditions and especially the, the nighttime driving, uh, you can imagine the the stress of doing the tyre choices and, and, and everything is always pretty high. Um, so, yeah, it's it's really difficult to enjoy the... You don't enjoy the moment of driving, let's say, as much. You you almost enjoy the challenge more than than the driving on a rally like Monty normally. Yeah. No, just, I mean, explain that feeling. We're, we're in the middle of winter here in Wales and, you know, there's a bit of ice around on the roads and we've all had that moment where the car's gone from under you, but, you know... We've never been on on sort of semi slicks and and in a in a rally one car. When you feel it lock up under braking, I guess you don't really have time to think, do you? No, you have to try and try and react the best you can. And of course, you 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 have notes from the the gravel crew, so so that can mean that can be a help. But of course, things can change. Uh, so you're always on your on your guard, as it were, especially if you've had let's say, an unexpected patch of ice uh, or a slippy corner. Um, so, yeah, it's not, not an easy rally. You kind of have to feel your way through it or judge your way through it. Um, and, of course, it's so easy to, to just make that one little slip up. And, um, yeah, we all, we've all been there. Started the, started the year on a, on a bad foot is never the nicest way to start. But uh, it's, the reality is it's, it's a very fine line in Monty. Yeah, and that, I mean, that will perhaps impact on the approach that, you know, a podium would be a, a solid result to start the year, wouldn't it? It would be. Um, but of course, we're, we're in the business where you have to win to win the championship. Yeah. Uh, you know, so it goes back to the same thing. You do the best you can. If you're going to go there to make sure you get round, you're going to finish sixth or seventh. Mm. That's the reality. 
Um, so you just have to do the best you can, focus the best you can, and, and try and do the best job. Uh, you know, ultimately, even then, it's difficult to, to land on the podium. Um, you know, so yeah, it, it's not a case of oh, I'll I'll I'll, I'll use a buffer. Mm. And then I can have a guaranteed podium, and that'll be a nice start. It doesn't doesn't quite work like that. No, it doesn't. Well, um, what's it like? I mean, from both sides, you know, we've seen you set, <coughs> excuse me, some incredible times in in Monty. What's it like when you get to the? I'll go with the positive angle on this <laughs> question. When you get and you look up at the stage times board, and you've taken all of that time, twenty seconds, or you know, some ridiculous those kind of margins that you really only get in Monty, where you've taken that risk and you've got the tire right. What's it like when you leave the stop line with that under your belt? Uh, for me, actually, when you win a stage by like three or four seconds, that's quite rewarding. But then when you've, if you've won it by 20 seconds, you think, oh, am I taking too much risk here? Yeah. You know, that's the, yeah. that's the question you, you kind of have to ask yourself. And it was sort of similar in Japan, to be honest. You know, when, when yeah. those times, oh, are we, are we, are we going to get through this if yeah. we carry on like this? You know, yeah. are, are we doing something... Um, are we doing too much? Uh, you know, that's always the the way I looked at it. But yeah, of course, winning stages is the is the best feeling. Uh, that, that's definitely uh, the best buzz you you get in rallying. Is if you can win multiple stages in a rally, then that's a a pretty nice nice uh, nice way. Because even if whatever happens, you know you're fast, and and I think every driver takes satisfaction from that. And it builds its own momentum, then, doesn't it? You get into that rhythm, and everything's you know we saw it with with. The previous car, you know, you got into that rhythm. We've seen it in Finland. We've seen it everywhere. It builds its own momentum, doesn't it? It does. Uh, and, and often when it is like that, when you can win a lot of stages, it's normally happening quite easily or it's coming very naturally. Yeah. Uh, I don't, I'm not sure that'll be the case in Monty because <laughs> it never is. But normally that's, that's, that's what it means. Now the flip side. When you look and you see Calais or Roger has done that incredible time. Mm. And do you sit there and think, Oh, how's he done that? Or as long as there's some justification, no, he's gone. He's got two hards on the car, or yeah. whatever. Is that what you look for? Yeah, I mean, it's always difficult to be on the flip side, like you, like you mentioned, um, and especially so if everybody's had the same opportunity, i.e., done the same tyre choice or, or what have yeah. you. Um, then it definitely leaves you scratching your head a little bit. Then, and it's, it's always not a, it's never a pleasant feeling. Um, you kind of have to rectify it, but it is hard to do when you're on the back foot like that. Yeah, no, absolutely. And Monty, it, you know, in terms of getting ready, preparations, how difficult now with just that one day uh, with the current testing regulations, you get one day to test the car and you kind of have to choose. You either go with a lower road that's going to give you a bit mm. of everything or you go with a higher road for snow. How, how hard is that? It's difficult to get all the answers you need. Um, of course, the... It actually happened this time round that we we had a relatively high road, but but there was not so much snow about as it as it happened. We had some some ice, fortunately, so they were pretty difficult conditions to drive full stop. Uh, so it's always nice to to just get a sense of just how low the grip can be occasionally, um, just to sort of adjust your your brain in a way to to what can happen. Uh, I also had patches at the end of the road that were fully dry, so it's always nice to have a a mix. Uh, and allow you to try a few different tyres in in different conditions, but you'll never, you never account for it all. Um, and and of course now we're a few more years in with the car. Mm. 
let's say we have a, a window that we want, but it could still be the case that you have snow and ice everywhere on rally week and, and ultimately I won't have tested in that condition and you could find yourself struggling, um, yeah. you know, but, but that's the gamble that you have to take or, you know, that's a situation you, you everybody, I guess, will find themselves in. Yeah, but you, you, you go into Monty as the team leader for, for Toyota. How does that feel? And, and tell us a bit about that responsibility that that, that, that role brings. It doesn't change so much. Ultimately, I don't think, um, you know, it doesn't matter what your position you're in, a team these days, you know, you're always expected to perform. You're always anyway compared to your teammates. So whether you're the only full-time driver or not, you know, you're still going to be compared to Seb and Calais and, and Taka mm. um, throughout the year. And it's ultimately going to come down to um, performance or not, whether that contract gets renewed at the end of its period, you know. So um, that doesn't really change a lot. My personal goals are the same as they were before. So... There's not a lot to think about from that side. Obviously, you're one Toyota fighting two full-time Hyundai's. How does that feel? Do you, do you feel a little bit bullied? Uh, not, not particularly. Uh, we're anyway going to have Seb or Calais uh, at, at every rally. Um, you know, Taka's coming stronger and stronger all the time as well. So, I still think we're in an okay position. Uh, we know this, the Hyundai's been getting better and better all the time and there's certain rallies where they're, they're even stronger than us um, you know we, we saw that already last year so inevitably it's going to be a, a big fight and a big challenge um, but that's not really any different to what we've we've come to expect over the last few years yeah the, the team principal Cyril Abitable said this week that it, it's a focus on the drivers championship for them quite a strange um, kind of decision, if you like, for a manufacturer to come out and say that. Does that add any more pressure? Not particularly. Um, like I say, my my goals are anyway the same, um, and anyway, the goals of the team and my goals anyway are aligned. Uh, we want to win, so there's not a lot more more you can you can do. You know, you, no. you just focus on that and and see what comes. And does it help? You've got Yerry Matty there who, as a driver, spent his whole career desperate to be world champion. He knows the position that you're in and he's going to do everything he can for you, isn't he? Yeah, well, I think the whole whole team will, in fairness. Yeah. Um, you know, and, 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 of course, I'll, I'll give everything back uh, in the same way that they will support me and, and hopefully it works out. But, you know, uh, we, we don't underestimate neither the, the challenge that's ahead. Yeah, Looking further into the year, some new rallies to come. We're going to Latvia, we're going back to Poland. Thoughts on the on the calendar? They're a bit similar um, from from what I understand. Uh, it's a bit of a shame to have two rallies that are identical when there's rallies that have been left out, let's say, that are really offering some unique challenge to, to the championship. Um, but again, it is what it is. We can't change it, so... You know we're going to have to have to get on with it. I mean the the fast rallies in general are posit- have been positive for us in the past, and and we have to look at it on on that angle and try to get the most out of them. I mean we are we're sitting here. You know Dovey and Garth are just just down the road <laughs> there. How how difficult is it? You know you live in the heart of Wales Rally GB. You know almost every day I'd imagine you're reliving that incredible glory of of, of seventeen and stuff. How difficult is it to live? 
in the middle of that and to know that what the rally world is missing is all around us here. Yeah, it's all around, uh, but somehow it feels far away as well with the level of effort that there is to, to bring it back. I think uh, it's just been pinned on the Welsh Government and ultimately it's not the position of the Welsh Government to to bring rallying back to the UK. Um, so, so it's a shame, uh, but I think... There's been enough said on the, on the topic. We we mm. know how everyone feels about it, but uh, it doesn't seem like a lot has been been done about it at the moment. No, just I mean when my one of my strongest memories, of course, is is the donuts in the middle of London. No, the, I'm sure you're not a great shopper, but have you if if when you're going down that the high street or whatever in London, no, there, do you ever think uh, that was the place? <laughs> No, I haven't. I don't, I don't even know back. if I'd be back to London. <laughs> I probably did because we were back there in 19 maybe, but yeah. I definitely haven't been back since then. No, you're not one for Marks and Spencers, are you really? <laughs> not, no. <laughs> and I guess, you know, so much time has passed now that, and you've lived here for so long that, you know, these are your, just your roads, aren't they? It was probably more weird when Rally GB actually came here and the whole world invaded your world. Yeah, it was always strange, Rally GB, because you knew almost the road sections and where to go. It was always a different feeling um, to, to competing everywhere else in the world. But uh, yeah, in a way, I, I obviously missed that weekend. And yeah, um, yeah I, I always regret not having the chance to drive that 17 Yaris here because it was always, you know, traction was always a strong point of that car. Yeah. Um, so I would have, uh, yeah, really loved to have a go at Rally GB in, in that car. Yeah. You never know, next year you might be having a go at Rally Island. Well, possibly. Let's, let's hope so. Is, is that, you know, Ireland is, is one of the ones that we're talking about, Ireland, America, Saudi perhaps. Ireland would be pretty special, wouldn't it? No, it, it would be. I've done a lot of, of rallying over there, especially in my earlier years, let's say. Um, fantastic roads. As long as they pick the right roads, then it's it's incredible. There's a, there's a huge following, of course, of, of rallying in, in Ireland. And, uh, yeah, they have the, the roads to match. And... Again, it's one of them events that will offer something really unique, very different to anywhere else in the world. And um, yeah, I think all the drivers like to see a variation uh, mm. and a different challenge every now and again. So I think it would be a, a very welcome addition to the championship. Talking of variation, quite a, a variation to the points system for, <laughs> for this year. Uh, what, what are your thoughts? Um, I, I wasn't... I was a bit in shock and disbelief uh, when I when I first found out what the system was. Um, it's majorly devalued a win. Uh, that's that's the bottom line. Um, you, you know, now the guy that finishes fourth, having done, for example, Thursday, Friday, Saturday in Monte, mm. can now still perhaps have a better tyre selection available for Sunday, and in three stages walk away with more points than the guy that's won the rally. That, for me, is is playing with the sports to try and create some entertainment, you know, mm. playing with the, with the, with the DNA of, of the sport. Um, I was all for making changes to make Sunday more exciting. I understand the challenges, but for me, it's, it's gone a step too far to try and um, create, you know, to try and fix the problem. But... Mm that's not what needed fixing there's more other things that needed fixing not the the point system i understand this problem of of cruising on sundays but there was other means to what would you to have sort done? that well if you'd have just issued four new tires for the power stage that would have been a, a pretty easy one and and if you wanted 
some incentive, even a point per stage win on Sunday would have still made everybody, because everybody wants all the points. Yeah. So everybody would have pushed maximum to have those three or two or whatever it is, extra points on a, yeah. on, a on a Sunday morning. Um, but to, to put 12 points for Sunday um, just really devalues the... The weekend's work basically and complicates it, you know, as we said, very difficult to, to follow. Because I think, you know, ultimately, if you do a fantastic rally up until Saturday night, but you you make a mistake on tyre choice on Sunday morning and you come away with less points than the guy that finished fourth, that mm. win that you got on Saturday ain't gonna finish, ain't gonna feel like a win come Sunday, no, you know. And uh, and I think potentially also that the problem's just been shifted to Saturday afternoon. I mean, everybody was on about the tyre saving for for the power stage. Mm. Well, what ultimately will happen now is anybody who's had any sort of issue on Friday yeah, isn't going to risk anything. He's yeah. just going to save his car, save his tyres for a big push on Sunday. So it almost lengthens the problem for me and, and made it extra complicated in the, in the meantime. Um, yeah. I don't want to be too negative about it, but it just seems like... Uh, they've done far too radical a change in the wrong area for me. I'm Kellen Koshal and I just did my first Dirtfish course, which was the one-day women's course. My biggest surprise was how calm it could be in the car, and the calmer I was, the faster I could make the car go. The surprising thing about driving was that it wasn't necessarily a mental thing. I had to really get out of my head and into my body more, and I just felt a little more comfortable doing that for the first time around a group of women. But I will say, I do feel like I could do any of the Dirtfish courses now. I kind of know what to expect. And, you know, hopefully more women get into motorsports and then any day could be an all-women's day if just enough of us are in the sport. If I were talking to someone who was thinking about taking a class but was kind of on the fence, it would be, you know, what are you waiting for? It's such a fun experience. Um, you're going to really learn something and you're going to push your limits and maybe you'll even have some more confidence. One, one thing that the FA is pretty keen on in in the time that I've talked to them is that it can evolve you know that in the same way that we saw F1 qualifying change mid-season they said they're ready to to change this it I mean maybe we give it three or four rounds but if it's not going the way we want it it should be changed <clears throat> uh, possibly yeah I mean it's unlikely to have a big u-turn I would guess I don't know um, but let's let's watch this space yeah, absolutely. Uh, and potentially not the only regulation change coming. Uh, there's an awful lot of talk now following the working group uh, that Rally 2 could come uh, in time for next year. What are your thoughts on that? I mean, that, you know, a huge change in mm. terms of the car that, that you'd be driving. Yeah. Um, to be honest, I've not heard much about it. Uh, I guess it's only what's been, been written in... In the, in the press, which I haven't read so much of, but I, I gather there's, disappointing, Alvin. There's, disappointing. There's <laughs> there's been some traction behind it. Of course, I get the fact that there's I don't know how many how many rally twos are there entered in Monte. I guess there's thirty or something. Uh, you know, and there's there's eight rally ones. I guess so. Inevitably, the the success of rally one is not where it needs to be, but. I still don't know whether the Rally 2 class is exciting enough to, to be the pinnacle of of the World Rally Championship. I think there's middle ground to be found there somewhere. Um, but for me, it's not 
when you watch Rally 2 in comparison to Rally 1, even on the TV when you watch the Super Special, because we watch yeah. it live when the first guys go through and you see the first Rally 1, it's such a massive change. And, and when you're out in the forest spectating, it's such a different buzz to see a Rally 1 car go by. So I don't think it's the, the long term, but I definitely think that costs have gone way out of control with Rally 1. And, and yeah, it probably wasn't the, the right thing for the, for the sport. Would would rally one without hybrid? Would that potentially be a better solution? I don't think it ultimately changes the cost of the car that much. Of course, there's a saving, um, but you know, the space frame concept with huge amounts of of carbon uh, body panels and and everything that we have is is massively expensive. And I, and I feel like there's a way to. So long as there's direction to bring a, a car somewhere in the middle where you know it's equally quick and, and spectacular, but it doesn't need to be quite as expensive. It's rare that Dirtfish arrives in Wales, so we thought we'd make the most of having a Welshman in Wales. We're going to do some Know Your Place with Elvin Evans or test his local knowledge, which I'm sure will be sublime. Elvin, tell me, who is Wales' first game against in the Six Nations rugby tournament coming up? Mm. Fail at the first hurdle here. <laughs> Like you said, uh, do I take a one in five chance to guess at this? <laughs> I don't know the answer. It's Scotland in Principality. Now, easy to move on to. Okay. Tell us your favourite Tom Jones song. Do I know a Tom Jones song? I must know a Tom Jones song. Why, why, why? There you are then. <laughs> Shall we sing it? A verse of Delilah? No, no let's not. There's not. Now, this is really going to test your local knowledge. What does Dolgethly mean in Welsh? No idea. Really? No. Apparently you split it into two. Dol means meadow. Get Geli means grove or spinny. But I'm not really sure what a grove or a spinny is. National food or the national dish of Wales. Mm, don't know. It's leek potato soup or something. It's kind of exactly. It's called cores or lobscows. It's oh, like lobscows. Yeah, it's like a. Um... Like a yeah, stew. Chuck, yes, you took everything in the pot job. Is it? Yeah. Is it good? Yeah, it's good, yeah. It's good. Excellent. Uh, can you complete this very famous famous 1990s catchphrase? Go, Gwyndaf. Go. <laughs> there's still, there's still uh, stickers, tailgate stickers somewhere, I'm sure, in the attic of the house. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. Were you out at the side of the road with, the, with one of those? Red and white banners? Probably didn't have the banner, no. Ah, disappointing. Uh, have you ever driven a bus? Have I driven a, driven a minibus? Have I driven a bus? No, don't think I have. A lot was made about your dad driving a bus. Did your dad ever drive you? Was a school was a school bus? or? It was a school bus. I think he used to take the children from Dinas, the village here, over to the Gethle. He never took you, though? No. I guess, no. I mean, you... As the son of Gwyneth Evans, you'd want him to take you in a, in a rally car rather than a bus. I think he'd given up the bus driving duties by that time. Had he? Maybe even given up the contract, I'm guessing. Probably. Uh, oldest town in North Wales is? Oldest town? Yeah. Oh, no idea. Bangor, apparently. Is it? Has Bangor got a castle? It's got an Ely, no. isn't it? I don't know. Carnarvon has a castle. Ah, yeah. Just so down the road. Carnarvon. Surely would be older. I, I might double-check that one. I'll run it on through Google. Uh, in 2017, you didn't lead Rally GB for one stage. Which one was it? The first one. Which was called? The Trotting Track, was it? Tear Prince. 
four British drivers finished in the top six of the 1995 RAC Rally. 1995. Colin, Richard. There was more than one McRae there. Oh, Alistair. <coughs> Who else would have been at that time then? This is looking quite bad now. Someone in a Formula 2 car, no? Yeah, somebody who's quite good that you know quite well in a Formula 2 car. Was that in the top? Was he? <laughs> yes. <laughs> he was somebody sick. else in a Formula 2 car? <laughs> no. Uh, Gwyneth was sixth in the F2 car. Okay. Which I, I got to say I'd forgotten as well, but probably less important than I'd <laughs> forgotten than you. Barabreath or Welsh cake? Or Barabreath. Really? Yeah. I got it right. Barabreath. 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 Uh, well, that renders the next question of Welsh cake hot or cold kind of useless. Does it improve the Welsh cake if you heat it up? Mm, yeah, marginally, yeah. Yeah, a little bit. Makes bit it a bit softer, on. yeah. Okay. Pick one of the two to have in your team. Alan Wynne-Jones or Sam Warburton? Oh... Alan Jones, I guess. Gareth Bale or Ryan Giggs? Oh, no chance football. <laughs> Sebastian Ogier or Callie Robinpera? That's awkward, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> well, you're not going to see Callie for a while, so maybe go with Seb. Yeah, Callie will have forgotten. I'll go with Seb. <laughs> uh, I, right, this is where you give me first thing comes to mind. I say brains, you say... You're not a beer drinker. Hmm? Beer. Oh, brains. Dear. Brains. Sorry. Uh, I say Howard Davis, you say. <sighs> I can't say what came to mind. <laughs> <laughs> it's a family show. Moving on. The last one. I say Monte Carlo. Character. That was the answer. Character. That's right. <laughs> Character. I say Monte Carlo, you say. Ice. Victory. Oh, victory. <laughs> now, the last question. I failed at them, didn't I? <laughs> no, not at all. Uh, quick fire, you have one car and one stage. What do you choose? One car, one stage. Um, that's a difficult question, isn't it? I would go with uh, one of the Ulster stages. Really? Maybe Torhead or something like that. Well, there was a stage before Torhead, the one I retired on. I don't remember the name of it. I retired with a water pump in the R5 on the circuit of Ireland. I would go with that stage. Wow. Mm? Wow. Yeah. Not and Garth I, then? No. And I would go with a, I don't know, like a Formula 2 car, proper sorted Formula 2 car. Maybe like the Seat that's in the garage? No, not that. It doesn't go, <laughs> it doesn't, not enough pull in it. What about the Escort? That was a, that was a pig apparently. Was it? Yeah. But so he says, because I was keen on trying to find one and he said you wouldn't like it. Really? Yeah. The Renault always had a good engine. It yeah. It certainly sounded good. Uh, the favourite singular moment of your career? I guess if it's just pure favourite moments, I guess it's Rally GB win. Yeah. Uh, favourite sport which doesn't involve wheels? Doesn't involve wheels? Yeah. Oh, Jesus. Uh, rugby, I guess. Favourite Group B car? Well, you, you weren't not really a, a huge, big Not a huge Group B fan. Quattro, I guess. Yeah. Uh, favourite Group A car? Impreza. Yeah, gotta be. Favourite F2 car? Mm, difficult question. Looks the Seat. Yeah. Yeah, that last evolution did yeah. look stunning, didn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Favourite place to go mountain biking? Um, well, somewhere around here. Anywhere around here. Yeah. <laughs> it's all good. 
Uh, pick one new country you'd like to a WRC round to visit. Uh, I'm keen to go to America. Good. I've actually flown through America, but never been in America. Seriously? Seriously, yeah. Seattle's good. You should yeah. come. You're always welcome. <laughs> uh, seriously, you're always welcome. Uh, your favourite TV programme? I don't really watch a lot of TV. And a programme, what's a pro... You're not an EastEnders man, are you? Not an EastEnders man, no. I watch a few things on Netflix, but... Yeah, nothing of... I could live without it at the same time. Yeah. Uh, your favourite sandwich? Sandwich. These, not are These are difficult questions, aren't they? <laughs> uh, bacon and egg. Ooh, there's a great place just next door. Yeah, yeah. It is. Stop there a few times. Uh, and favourite singer, band, or artist? Are you, you're not really a huge. No. Music fan. No. Moving on. Moving on. Uh, back to Tom Jones, obviously. Uh, your favourite Welsh phrase? What do you say most often in Welsh? Oh, it can't be repeated. <laughs> no, no, sure. Uh, and the one thing you're looking forward to most about 2024? Um, is this a trick question? No. Are you, are you, no. Is this the one where I'm meant to say lifting the World Championship trophy yeah, or something? Yeah, victory. Is it? That's what we're looking forward to. <laughs> no, absolutely anything. Just getting back in the car. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. it. These cars are that special, aren't they? You know. Yeah, you know. no, I mean, that's the best part of the job. So, yeah, and by the sounds of it, we need to make the most of it. Absolutely. <laughs> Elvin Eminger, a star. Cheers. Thank you very much. Mm -hmm.